Hi, it's Phil Brown and I'm here with David Whelan and today we're talking about wireless security tips. Um, we're hearing a lot about wireless and Wi-Fi and things like that. Maybe we should just talk about what is it? Well, well, the basic technology is wireless networking and it sometimes becomes confusing because we now talk, call cell phones wireless phones, um, but they're not really wireless in the same way that we're talking about wireless networking, which is also known as Wi-Fi. It allows you to have high-speed connections from your computer across your network to the internet or to other computers on your network. And it's really just a radio signal that's being broadcast back and forth uh, by a transmitter. Exactly. And the quality of that transmission can vary. So if you're inside a, an old-fashioned building with heavy, thick walls, the uh, signal might not actually leave your building. But if you're in a modern building or if you have a lot of windows, uh, your wireless signal could actually uh, penetrate out into the open world or... Conversely, if you're outside a building that has a lot of glass windows or thin walls, you might pick up a wireless signal from somebody else uh, who might not intend to transmit it. So the, the term Wi-Fi is really just a trademark name. Exactly. It's all for the marketing. And, uh, and in theory, I suppose, also for, uh, for making regulations such that so they can certify certain things as being a certain standard. Right. And, and that is part of the alphabet soup that comes with wireless. You have Wi-Fi uh, speeds of A, B, and G. And N. So uh, when you hear about Wi-Fi N or, or Wi-Fi uh, B, those refer to particular speeds of the wireless networking uh, technology. Right. And so in other words, how fast you could transmit a file right? or how slowly you might transmit right. that file. So yes, some of those speeds are aspirational. <laughs> so some of the uh, potential dangers of a Wi-Fi connection being open Let's talk about that. Yeah, and, and open really means that it, there's no security on it. And uh, this is most commonly discussed in the area of coffee shops, where you go in and you sit down in the coffee shop. And uh, Starbucks is a good example where they have free uh, wireless. You can get it at McDonald's as well if you're at the McCafe. Uh, and you, you log on to their network, and then you can start to uh, do things on the Internet, send files, download files, check your email. Um, but there is no real security. Uh, it's just a checkbox saying that you agree to follow terms and, and services, and then you're off and running. And so is everybody who is sitting around you. Right. And, and also, uh, if you set up a home Wi-Fi network or even an office Wi-Fi network uh, without sending any of the security protocols, it would be an open network, too. Yes. Uh, a good story I, I have on that is uh, my sister went to a coffee shop in uh, Maryland and every morning there would be a line of cars next door and the next door was the police department. Um, and all of the people in these cars were connecting to the police department's unsecured wireless network. Perfect. <laughs> now, uh, those people who are receiving those signals or picking up those signals from maybe your computer or anyone else's, uh, there's a recent Illinois court decision saying that that's not wiretapping. Right. Yes. Uh, and I think that should give everyone pause for, for concern if they are sending anything related to uh, clients. Uh, it doesn't even have to be confidential information. It can just be addresses, uh, any sort of uh, data that they're sending relating to their clients. Um, and even more basic, they should be worried about their usernames and passwords being picked up um, by people who are using software that's freely available uh, and can watch transmissions that are sent from a computer to a wireless uh, con connection or access point. So we've talked about uh, a little bit about the potential dangers of leaving connections open. Let's talk a bit about standard encryption that's available. The, there are two ways of encrypting your transmissions. The basic one is that if you're using a web browser, make sure that the websites that you're visiting are using the HTTPS 
or secure sockets layer standard. And, and you can tell because if you go to a website and there is no S after the HTTP, your connection isn't encrypted. Uh, but if you go to your bank or if you go to uh, certain online uh, sites, social media sites, your Facebook account, you'll notice that in most cases, the service wants to provide you a secure connection and they convert that. Uh, and you can see it by seeing that S in the HTTPS uh, location in, in your web browser. Right. And, and it's available for Firefox and for Chrome. Uh, I don't think it's available for Safari. It, it, in some cases, the website uh, provides us the secure connection for you, and then there are additional add-ons. One of the great add-ons is uh, called HTTPS Everywhere, and that is a Firefox-only add-on. Um, but it will it will automatically then turn on HTTPS if the service is available, whether or not you're aware of the service being available. But uh, many sites will turn it on for for any web browser, including for um, uh, portable or mobile phones. Okay, and and the. Just to be clear on what's being encrypted, it's your information being sent to that website and from that website to you. Right. And I think one common misconception is that the information on the other end somehow uh, is um, anonymous or somehow is protected. Um, they still may be gathering information about your visit and, and, and where you came from and so on. So it's not really uh, a privacy protection. It's really a matter of blocking eavesdroppers from seeing the information that comes by. Right. Uh, there's a, also an ability to use uh, virtual private networks or VPNs, and that allows you to encrypt um, not only what's going on in your web browser, but also if you're using your email uh, account um, through Microsoft Outlook or something like that or some other software, you can actually connect up to your office uh, and securely create a, a tunnel or a pipe directly to your office over the Internet, uh, and no one would be able to um, access your transmissions at that time. Okay, and that's an option for using, if you're on an open network like a Starbucks or a Timothy's or a Timmy's or any of those, you could use a VPN, this virtual private network or pipeline uh, to connect to your office. Right. Uh, and there's a number of services, not that we're promoting any, but there's a number of different services available out there right. to set up a VPN for free. Right. And you may find that if you've got a, a, a an internet router, which is the piece of hardware that connects your office to the internet, you may find that it has VPN support built in, in which case you could use the software that's built in. But otherwise, there are open standards like OpenVPN, uh, which you can download on the web and use. And there are other free services that uh, allow you to download a piece of software to your phone or to your uh, computer and then provide you the network to connect to. Right. And, and one of the things that makes using uh, wireless devices, phones, computers, and wireless routers uh, potentially dangerous is that every device has a MAC address. Uh, and a MAC address is just a physical location address that you can punch into a piece of software and, and you can communicate with it. Right. And, and another misconception is that it only applies for uh, Apple computers, but every device that connects to the Internet has this uh, this device specific uh, piece of information. And, it, it, you know, it can be spoofed, but in, in many cases it can be used by you to secure your own network. So if you have a wireless network in your office, uh, you can set it up so that only certain devices with certain MAC addresses uh, will be able to connect up to your access point. And that can help you to limit people who are wandering by or people who uh, shouldn't be accessing your system from getting access. Right. And maybe just another tip on that is if you do have employees uh, in a law office uh, who are accessing your wireless network in the office, 
to deauthorize their MAC address from whatever devices they were using when they leave the office. Great. That's a great tip. And, and MAC addresses don't provide permanent or uh, total security for your access points. It's just one of the ways that you can secure an access point. Uh, law firm access uh, over Wi-Fi should really include passwords so that no one can uh, get onto your network without having a, a password. Uh, and they should have encryption as well so that the uh, transmissions from the access point are encrypted. It's not uh, open to anybody who, who uh, can see it. Right. And, and another tip in, in terms of passwords would be changing the administrative password on your router when you set up the wireless network. Yes. Unfortunately, if you type in the name of your router in Google and type in admin password, you can probably find the admin password uh, which is the default for your system. So uh, make sure that you have changed that password uh, and maybe change the name of your router. In many cases, uh, when you are trying to connect to a wireless network, it will tell you the name of the uh, piece of hardware that you're going to connect to, and it usually has the uh, either the provider's name or the company's name. So if you buy a Linksys router uh, for Wi-Fi, um, it may say that you're connecting to the Linksys network. So change that to something that doesn't scream uh the name of the product or the name of your law firm so that it helps to de-identify or maybe make you less uh, of an attractive target for people who want to try and hack your wireless. Right. And and I know there were some suggestions in in some of the tech magazines this year about suggesting that you call your network the virus generating network or something like that uh, to make it less attractive to join. That's right. Scary can be good. Um, uh, What about turning off your your, uh, Wi-Fi network when you're not using it? Option or no? Um, I think it can be an option. It tends to be uh, more complicated than just flipping a switch. Uh, I would definitely suggest that you turn off Wi-Fi on your phone or on your tablet or desk or laptop. Obviously, you're not carrying your desktop uh, on your laptop uh, because at least that means that you aren't broadcasting uh, without realizing it or connecting to a network uh, without realizing it uh, and sharing information from your device. Um, so I would I would turn it off, and obviously that has uh, ba- battery benefits as well. Right, and may- maybe one last point in terms of besides this other security, setting up your your security and so on on your Wi-Fi, it's also probably a good idea to to maintain all your usual firewalls and things on your devices. Absolutely, be aware of what your device is sharing. If you've got a Windows computer, you may have file sharing turned on. Uh, you may also have things like Windows Media that are uh, looking for people to share your music with. So to the extent that you can turn those off and take advantage of the uh, the public versus private networking distinctions in your operating system, uh, you can stop broadcasting information about who you are and, and what's available. Great. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Phil.